Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to death for our sins because every human being was completely unworthy of being included in the family of God. We're all broken, we're all imperfect, and people will sometimes argue, I'm not a sinner, don't call me a sinner, I'm not a sinner, because we have a misconception about what it means to be a sinner. I'm not a murderer, I'm not a rapist, therefore I'm not a sinner. Well, the Bible says, yes, you are, because nobody is perfect. Of course, nobody's perfect. Well, then everybody is a sinner because they're synonyms. It means the same thing. Do you ever feel superior to other people? Maybe you don't tithe every week, but at least you're not an alcoholic. People may argue that they're not sinners, but Pastor Robert reminds us today that we all fall short of God's glory. You don't deserve the love he gives, but he drowns you in it all the same. It's a gift, freely given. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. How can I tell if my hunger is more for happiness than for righteousness? Well, are you generally more concerned about what your Father in heaven thinks about you than about what other people think about you? Are are you generally more focused on pleasing Him or pleasing other people? You're trying to look look good to God or you're trying to look good for the people around you? Again, Matthew 23, going back a couple of verses. In verse 23, Jesus again condemning these Pharisees. He says, "'Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Do you hear what Jesus was saying? You're doing the right things. By the way, that's him affirming the principle of the tithe. He says, you're doing the right things. Don't stop what you're doing but you're neglecting the things that matter more to your father. You need to start doing those things as well. You need to focus on mercy and justice and faith. He confronted their hypocrisy in giving their tithes only to impress people. They would make sure that they gave exactly 10%, even to the point of going to their herb garden and counting out the different spices to make sure they gave 10% of the new growth from their spice garden but they had no mercy on the widows among them, on the orphans, on people who were being treated unjustly. Their hunger for wealth and power prevented them from enjoying the happiness that they sought for. You see, the righteousness Jesus spoke of was much more than conduct, much more than good deeds. He was talking about a heart was in harmony with the heart of the Father. A couple of years ago, I was 
talking with a, a guy that had been coming to the church for a while, and he, he reached out to me, wanted to, to get together, so we went for breakfast or lunch a few times before he, he moved a little further north in Florida, and we got to be friends, but <clears throat> one day as we were talking, you know, just talking about the struggle that we all face in trusting God enough to submit our plans and our pursuits for his approval. And that's, that's really what, what we're talking about here. And as we were talking, I felt like the Lord just kind of gave me a, a, a bit of a word for him. And I said, you know, I encourage you to just start praying the prayer. Father, help me to want what you want. I want to want what you want. And that's a great prayer to pray. Because see, when you, if, you really, if you really just take a step back and analyze life and truth, what, what's, I mean, if he's really there, if he's really good, and everything around us suggests that he is, he's reliable as a sunrise, he's all-knowing, how could you come up with a better plan than the one he has? He knows why he made you. He knows what he made you for. So his plans for your life are going to be in perfect harmony with the way you're designed. I grew up thinking that if I truly surrendered myself to God's plan, his will, that he would, he would make me marry an ugly woman. I'm just telling you, telling you my thinking as a, as a teenager, some plain unattractive female and go live in some remote jungle where there's nothing, you know, bored to death for the rest of my life. That's the way I thought. And, and, and it's like, where does that come from? The pit of hell. That's where it comes from. Now, I've got a, an old friend that God sent him to a very remote little village in the middle of the jungle in Brazil. And, and he was there alone for years. And then God sent him a beautiful Brazilian school teacher to become his wife, completely disproving the whole theory. You understand what I'm saying? And he lived there. He and his wife lived there. Now she's Brazilian and you know, he's from actually Maryland, but they lived and worked in that remote region for 25 years. And one entire people group ended up with the Bible in their language. And the majority of them became Christians, accepted Christ as a result of him investing his life there. God sent me to Miami Beach. I'm still confused, you know. <laughs> Miami Beach. I mean, farm country in Georgia to Miami Beach. What's up with that? He loves me. And he loves you. And his plan for your life is perfect. And you can trust him with every tomorrow that you have. And the best thing you could ever do is to choose to just live the adventure with him. In Romans 3, verse 20, the apostle Paul said, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there's no difference. For all have sinned and fall short 
of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, if you're like me, you read through that and it just seems like some sort of legal contract. After a minute, it just almost becomes noise because it almost seems like it's written in legalese or something. Let me summarize it for you. What it's saying is that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to pay for everything, to become the final sacrificial offering for our sin. He was executed so that you don't have to be. He was put to death for our sins because every human being was completely unworthy of being included in the family of God. We're all broken, we're all imperfect, and people will sometimes argue, I'm not a sinner, don't call me a sinner, I'm not a sinner, because we have a misconception about what it means to be a sinner. I'm not a murderer, I'm not a rapist, therefore I'm not a sinner. Well, the Bible says, yes, you are, because nobody is perfect. Of course, nobody's perfect. Well, then everybody is a sinner, because they're synonyms. It means the same thing. Imperfect human being means sinful human being, and vice versa. Every human is imperfect. Every human is flawed and broken. Therefore, God sent his son to die on a cross so that he could justly, without showing partiality, save some. Because humanity was gone. Humanity was trashed by sin. So that he could save some without it being partiality, without without it being unjust, God sent his son. Jesus, dying on the cross, paid the penalty for all of humanity. Do you understand? The penalty for all of humanity has been paid. All that's necessary now is for an individual to say, I see that. I believe that. He rose from the dead, demonstrating his deity, demonstrating the love of the Father. And so we can be saved. We can be brought into the family of God because of our faith in Christ. By God's grace, we can be saved. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we would still love to have you be a part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. 
We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.